Y'all, I have not mentioned this on the show yet. I have not the opportunity to mention it, honestly, but I am nominated for my first award for this podcast. And it's actually me who was nominated, which is like a very big deal to me. It means a lot to me. I'm nominated for Best Indie Podcast Host by the Podcast Academy. So the Podcast Academy hosts an award show every year for podcasts called The Ambies. This year it is in Los Angeles. I will be attending the Ambies where I will find out whether or not I won the award. And even if I don't win, that's okay. But obviously I would love to win. If you are a voting member of the Podcast Academy, because only voting members of the Podcast Academy can vote in the Ambie Awards, please, I would love your consideration. Take a listen, take a gander. I hope you enjoy the content. hope you enjoy the podcast. I hope you enjoy me. And I hope you're down to vote for me for Best Indie Podcast Host. Now let's get into the show. Welcome to Black People Love Paramore, a podcast to try to help Black people feel seen. Please feel free to donate to the show at the link in the show notes. And please rate us and write us a review on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Five stars only because we are five star bitches worth to Yogati. If you're watching this on YouTube, please like, comment, subscribe, and all of those things. I'm your host, Sequoia. And today, joining me to talk about My Chemical Romance, we have writer, content creator, and my friend, Janae. Janae, tell Hi. the folks a little bit about yourself. I mean, that was a great introduction. So yeah, I am Janae. I'm based in Dallas. Um, I've known Sequoia for probably like a year or two now. Yeah, two years. Um, but yeah, I'm a freelance writer, newly freelance writer in like the lifestyle, wellness, mental health space, all of that kind of stuff, you know, just trying to spread the joy through my writing, whether it's with brands or people. So I'm new to it. I quit my corporate job like Ooh. five months ago, so I'm free from that, I used to work in marketing before that, doing the whole influencer marketing thing on the brand side. Before that, I was in events. Before that, nice. I was working in the music industry. Nice. So music, my first love. I used to work in artist management, working with brand or bands like The Somerset, Neck Deep from UK, 303s. I was like all in that Three. very much like warp tour oh, world. Three. So yeah, so I'm an I'm an elder emo. So that's me. <laughs> God, what a time. Wow. What a time. I've lived many lives. Wow. And now I'm happy to be in the current one that I'm in. Warp Tour and <laughs> 303 really just unlocked a whole bunch of memories. I had right. a song of the week picked out for this episode, but now I'm feeling like I'm going <laughs> to switch over to a 303 song oh because absolutely 100%. <laughs> Okay, great. I didn't know that about you. I didn't know that you worked in music like that. This totally tracks, though. I Definitely did, right out sense. of college. Janae right has, like, public playlists online that have followers. Like, <laughs> the actual music case is vetted by the public. So, check it out. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Thank you. For sure. Okay. Before we get into talk about My Chemical Romance, we're going to have In My Defense. And My Defense is our segment where we bring one of our unpopular opinions to defend for you all. Janae, do you have an unpopular opinion for us? I do. Yeah. I was thinking today what it was going to be. And I'm like, how deep do I want to go? I'm like, <laughs> what do I have like strong opinions about? Because sometimes like you don't have opinions on everything, you know, like you don't. You don't I was scrolling exactly. through Twitter. I'm like, you really did not need to say that. <laughs> oh, God, I just got off Twitter. But, but yes. Right? 
But for today, I I'm a little nervous to share this honestly. Ooh, my a juicy one. like unpopular opinion or take is I do not like the term BIPOC. Oh yeah, I, I definitely that. Okay, good because yeah. I feel like I still see it quite often, yes. and every single time I cringe and. I don't really know exactly why. I just feel like back in 2020 when that was, I believed it was coined then or when when it was like more used, I guess. I just felt like at the same time, it was like lumping everyone together, but still keeping us separate in a weird way. And I'm like, it just doesn't sit right with me. So like, I've never really used it, like whether in conversation or writing, like I'd rather just use POC or like my preference is to just be real direct and be like, that person's black. I'm black. I'm Chinese. Right. Like you're, you're Afro-Dominican. Like I want to be very specific instead of just lumping all these communities together. So that's my take. And I don't know. I'm always like hesitant to bring that up because I feel like it's still such a widely used term. Mm-hmm. And I just, every time I see it, I'm like, Ugh. I hope no one ever asked me to use it in like an article oh, when I'm writing because right. I like feel a certain way about it. Oh yeah, no. I mean, I would say just push back personally, but I also have not <laughs> written professionally in like a few years now, so maybe that's not the best take. But I wholeheartedly yeah. agree with what you're saying. Okay, I don't like the term. Alone. It feels like it's counterproductive to what it was intending to do. It was intended mm-hmm. to be more specific than POC. But at the end of the day, mm-hmm. it's very much not more specific than POC. <laughs> no, it's not at all. more or less the same. And just, yeah. I don't like it. I don't like it at all. You can go ahead and call me black. I like the specificity, like you said. Yes. You can just call somebody exactly what they are. Being non-white does not make you a part of another group. Like, yeah. non-white yeah. is not a group. I don't. Exactly. I don't like it. Nope. It's, it's still not. like very centering whiteness esque. You could just call me what I am instead of like. Yeah, and I feel like the people that are using it always, primarily, always. I've never <laughs> seen a person of color use it, or I've seen multiple people of color say they don't like it. They've been mm-hmm. like, "No, we don't like that one. Like, stop." And it seems mm-hmm. like it's just the new, especially corporate jargon. Like, yeah. it's the new woke. Mm-hmm corporate jargon thing it's like oh yeah BIPOC I'm like it's it's virtue signaling using that particular one is like very virtue signaling anyways I it won't is, get too deep yeah. into that one no. <laughs> but yeah no I agree that's a good one for sure I don't have an in my Do defense this one? week I've told you all a billion okay. times I've said everything I'm willing to say um so we're gonna move on to song of the week Janae I'm excited to hear what you have this was honestly so hard because, you know, like I'm a music person. I'm constantly listening to music. I'm making my playlist. I'm watching music videos. Like, I don't know if people still watch music videos, but I love them. Nice. And when I was thinking about this, I feel like I wanted to talk a little bit about girls on TikTok oh. that are blowing up. So one that really comes to mind is, I don't know if you know it, but Hemlock Springs. Oh, yeah. I met like her. She had that viral song, Girl. You've met her? I did. I met her at the Spotify right, oh, Rock me? Frequency Dinner that oh, I went fun. to a couple yeah, a couple months ago. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, her song Girlfriend. And I just remember when I was going viral and it was, I think it was being coined as like the awkward black girl anthem. Mm-hmm. And I was like, yes, that's that's me. Mm-hmm. Like I resonate with that. And I feel like her and a couple other girls I've seen come up through like the TikTok world, they're like finally being recognized for genres that are like normally you wouldn't 
think of us in. So like, they're not just like the R&B and soul girlies. They're not the hip hop rap girlies. Like they're surprising people. And she really reminds me of like bedroom indie pop type vibes and like, who is it? Uh, Marina and the Diamonds. Mm-hmm. Like she really reminds me of that. And I still play that song. And when I hear it in a store, I'm just like, oh, whoa. Like it makes me really excited for her and like any other type of artist that's coming up in that space. Yeah. Oh, good for her that it's like going viral and stuff. When I met her, I was not super aware of her music or anything of the sort. Mm-hmm. So it is really cool to hear that other people are very aware of it and you hear it in stores and stuff. Good for him, Lock Springs. I'm very happy for yeah, her. Yeah, I love it. And I think she's, I don't know if she has a label yet. Like, I'm not sure if she just got signed recently because she released a new music video for a different song and the production level was like light years ahead of the first one, mm. which I still like how like low budget the first one was like it was still cool and like Mm -hmm. felt on brand for her but i'm like okay is she getting some help like maybe that tiktok money is coming through not that like tiktok pays much i guess but yeah i'm like excited for her so that's my song of the week very good for her have you heard of a band meet me at the altar Mm -hmm. oh yeah i really i I also met them at the same dinner oh cool and i listened to their songs and i was like yo this is hitting me this is doing exactly what it's like what i wish we had back in the day like you know i used to have like a subscription to like alternative press and like we didn't see anyone no that looked like us no it was just white dudes and paramore yep. or like whoever like taking back Sunday. <laughs> which like gotta like gotta love them yeah but no one looked like us so no. it's really exciting that like this generation has bands and artists like that it really is and it's like very good nostalgic music too like i, I feel so mm-hmm happy listening to it i'm like wow this <laughs> this they're living my dream especially the folks from meet me at the altar i love they're living my dream they are absolutely living my dream okay you made me want to change my song of the week the initial song that i brought was uprising by muse do you mm. remember that song i do i loved that song when i was young that was like <laughs> i don't know that one was doing something for my spirit. I really like it. That's a throwback. Isn't it? And then, but now <laughs> I want to do a 303 song. And this one is a little bit of a deep cut, which is crazy to say for 303 because what the fuck which is one? a 303 deep cut? It was Definitely. Rich Man. Do you remember Rich Man? Oh my God. This is going to be really bad since I worked for them, but I don't. That's fair. No, that's I very to, fair. Okay. I'm going to like, that's a deep cut. Thing, it's a deep I'm cut. Like, it's on their first one? album. I had physical copies mm. of both their albums. I don't know. <sighs> I was unwell. I was I was unwell. Um, What a time! Yes, it was on their first album. It was like a more rappy song than their other songs. They always Mm kind of skewed, kind of rappy. But that one was like the most rappy. And a song (laughs) who was also a rap girly at heart. That one really sucked to me. I thoroughly enjoyed it. I played it recently for my boyfriend. (laughs) He was like, "This is bad." (laughs) You're like, whatever. It's my song. Oh. You think it's you think it's bad? <laughs> it was like Sequoia. This oh is God. objectively bad, and I was like, <laughs> so I wonder how much the nostalgia is carrying me on that one. But if you haven't listened to Rich Man by Three Hundred Three, do it because yeah. it's fun. <laughs> oh my God, I'm gonna do that immediately after that. And just so you know, they were amazing to work with. Like my favorite people to work with. They Aww. were they were very different from like what their persona was. I feel like Aww. they were the sweetest guys. Like literally sending me like thank you cards around the holidays, oh. like stuff like that. Like they were really sweet to I'm work so with, happy which was to hear that. pleasant. Wow, yeah. that is adorable. I'm so happy to hear that. Yeah. Have you ever, this is a sidebar a little bit. 
Have you seen on the internet where people are like, oh, so-and-so is the evil doppelganger of so-and-so, somebody else? <laughs> I have. <laughs> okay. So I, I think that like Tyler, the creator, is the evil doppelganger, doppelganger of Lil Nas X. Similarly, <laughs> <laughs> similarly, oh my God. I think 303 are the evil doppelgangers of Metro Station. Like... Mm. all of it <laughs> it's the same energy <laughs> Janae's like no yeah. I almost would say it the opposite okay way, okay though, not evil but... <laughs> like that but like just like oh one oh, of them is I chaotic see, see. like chaotic like this is pure oh, chaos yeah that's true mm-hmm. that's true it like out here oh just my God, metro station mm. didn't they like try to come back I feel like I saw like something about them in recent years and I was like ugh because all of, all of those bands are coming back and doing like emo nights, like whether they're just doing like DJ sets yeah. or like still doing some of the tours, like that one that's in Vegas, that festival, like when we were young. Oh like, yeah, when like we were young. So fest. many of those yeah. bands are coming back, which is fun. But I'm also like, wow, you're still around. You're still right. I don't know why y'all <laughs> can get up and do that. Oh, similarly, okay. Actually, let's just move on to My Chemical Romance because <laughs> okay. I'm getting too ahead of myself now. Okay, so before we get started, let me explain what My Chemical Romance is for any listeners who might not know, although I'm sure you all know. My Chemical Romance is an American rock band from Newark, New Jersey. I didn't know they were from Newark. The band's current lineup mm-hmm. consists of lead vocalist Gerard Way, lead guitarist Ray Toro, rhythm guitarist Frank Lero, Lero, and bassist mm-hmm. Mikey Way, who is Gerard's younger brother. They are considered one of the most influential rock groups of the 2000s and a major act in the pop punk and emo genres despite the band's rejecting of the latter label so don't call them pop punk because they don't like that but and i get it i'm like i wouldn't call them that necessarily not off the top of my head no absolutely not i don't even think they liked being referred to as emo Mm. in the beginning i feel like i remember there was some friction there i don't remember what they actually wanted to go by sorry they actually didn't care about pop punk they didn't like emo i always forget what ladder mm. is that's my fault i mean definitely yes. like pop punk wouldn't fit i mean all time though yes <laughs> but yeah the whole like the whole genre is a little interesting because you have like even before times of my chemical like before our generation i guess like i can't even name the bands but i feel like there's always like a battle between like what is considered emo and they for sure like for some reason did not feel like they were in that category in the beginning interesting i would yeah i didn't dive too deep on that but i would like to know why that is because when i think of like the early 2000s emo kind of movement if you will Mm -hmm. my chemical romance is the front runner for what i would Mm -hmm. consider emo music like i can't even think of another band that like squarely sits within what (laughs) i consider emo like my chemical Mm -hmm. romance does Paramore skews a little bit more what I consider pop punk bands yeah. like uh, Panic at the Disco, more alternative. Mm-hmm. This alt, alt, but like even more in the yeah. alt genre. Yeah. Fallout Boy, more pure rock esque. You know. Yeah. And then there's Michael Romans. I'm like, this is emo. I don't know what's going on. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I love y'all still. I'm sorry. I, maybe they gotten over that now. Maybe that's like an old thing. I don't know. I'm sure they had to have yeah. accepted it at some point, right? Because like y'all are the leaders <laughs> of this honestly <laughs> they are yeah. they're the kings of emo truly um what's your first song that you heard by mikey mccord romance um i mean it was probably helena okay like yeah probably just be- like was mtv still then i feel yes. like when i first learned about them it was pr- probably from the music video the iconic 
music video. And then from there, it was just like a rabbit hole from there. I feel like, because I was probably like 12 or 13 maybe when that came out. So it was definitely like, I felt like, I don't know, I was a little young maybe to be listening to some of that. (laughs) But yeah, probably 12 or 13, probably just from TV. And then, you know, like in those days where there was like pure volume and stuff, like I was more of like a Fueled by Ramen girl. So like Fall Out Boy, like Jump Class Heroes Academy is like that kind of stuff. But then I, once I got into high school, I had older friends that were like two, three years older. I would hang out with them. I was a band nerd. So like I hung out with the older kids in the band. And I feel like they really introduced me to more of my chem. And then I started like digging into their older album from there. I was in like, I don't even know if you know this about me, but I was in like pop punk emo bands, like playing bass guitar in high school. I did not And like we would cover like, yeah. So I played bass. I literally learned bass. I owned the same one that like uh, Pete Wentz was selling the like, one with the bat on it. I love it. And I remember one of the first songs that we covered, because I was in the band with my older friends, we covered Head First for Halos, which is off of their first album, yeah. I believe. Um, and that just like, I don't know, they like, kind of changed my trajectory of music a little bit. But I was very, I don't know, I was like a hot topic, like Fueled by Ramen, Emo Girl by that time. Same. So yeah, I think Helena technically, I think, was like my like the more mainstream mm-hmm. song when they were popping off is technically my first, I think. What about you? Got you. Um, mine was Welcome to the Black Parade. I think that was like, okay. I think that was after Helena. Yeah, because okay. Helena's yeah. on Three Cheers. Three Cheers. Yeah. For, yeah. Mm-hmm. And then Welcome to the Black Parade is on Welcome to the Black Parade. I believe that's the name of that album, right? Yeah. Yeah. Right? Uh, I like <laughs> Yeah, I think it's, uh, it's just called the Black Parade. Oh, the Black Parade, yeah, yeah, yeah. But and I was obsessed yeah. with the song. I was in sixth or seventh grade. I can't quite remember, and mm-hmm. it was just everywhere. I was like, "Wow, this is." It felt like it was such a big song. It's really long, and it, mm-hmm. it ebbs and flows through the song. It has crescendos and lows, and it's just such a good song. Mm-hmm. And I love it. Yeah. And that was It's kind of, I don't know why I just thought of this, but it's like Bohemian Rhapsody. Yes. 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 That's like one of the things I love about them because they're really deep into like concept albums, like really dedicated to them and like very theatrical, like over the top with their, not just their music videos, but even their concerts. Because I think I went to the tour in San Francisco for the Black Parade and like they were all dressed up. Like it felt like you were like a part of that world. Right. But yeah, Black Parade is probably my favorite album. Yeah. Out of all of them, which is also their most popular, but whatever. It's the best. 100%. No, <laughs> that definitely makes sense. Sometimes it's popular because it's the best. Like, and like that album's like, I can't skip a song on it. Mm-hmm. it they're all good. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So what is your yeah. favorite Mike Kim song? Oh God. That is like an impossible question. <laughs> Um, this is so hard. It is very hard. I am trying to like the ones that come to mind often are like cancer, mm-hmm. or just sad, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> or like uh, I can't even answer this question. There's so many. Probably cancer, which I think they when I saw them in Dallas uh, last year, they closed with it. Cried. Just cried. Oh, I was fine the too. whole. I also saw them. Yeah, I did you go in LA? Yeah. I I was supposed to see them in LA, but then we moved to Dallas, and then we just bought tickets here. Luckily, there were tickets. Nice. But yeah, we saw them. It was amazing. Oh. I'll never forget it. 
but yeah, probably ugh, like cancer or if I go the opposite way, something like teenagers. Mm-hmm. Something, ugh, I couldn't have picked one. <laughs> There's a whole album. That's a very fair. That is super <laughs> fair. I get that. Mine is Famous Last Words. It's like mm. very angsty. That one is such an angsty mm-hmm. song. God, I love that it. It's good. It's like he's. Yeah. I don't even know the word. The way that he's using his voice on that one, he's like groaning a little bit in the beginning through yeah. the words. It's so good. I love the angst. It's pure yeah. angst. Mm-hmm. Oh, so good. They're all good. Speaking of teenagers, I was going to ask your least favorite song, and mine just is happens that yours? To be teenagers. <laughs> oh my god, that's so funny. I mean, I feel like I have a, a like soft spot for it because I was another song or band like covered. So it's just like ingrained in my mind. You're a musician, so you have. (laughs) My least favorite, though, I mean, I guess it was my least favorite. I probably wouldn't even remember the name of it, right? right? I mean, it's going to be bad, but not bad, but Danger Jays, like, we just can agree that maybe we didn't need that album. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I can't even name, like, half the songs yeah. off of that album because it just, I wanted to forget them. Maybe. I know. Maybe that's a little harsh. But, <laughs> like, you have, like, what is it? Like, Na 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 yeah. is on it, Planetary Go, and, like, I can't, I can't even think of, like, another one. But I even, I, like, try, like, try to listen to it, and I just, I need to, I just can't. Yeah, something you can't make yourself like. Yeah, and that's okay. But I like really anything. Like I can't even call one out from like the Black Parade because I love them all. Yeah. And then three cheers. Like I don't know. <laughs> there, I don't think there's one that I'm just like, oh, I hate it. Mm-hmm. But I do wish like Danger Days is not what it is. <laughs> <laughs> we wish for Danger Days to be removed from the discography. Thank you very much. A little bit. Like, I get it. He's a comic book guy. He was trying I was his say, new concept and new thing. Like, I, I see, and I don't mind mm-hmm. when bands like pivot the sound or anything, but I think when they, it just was so left field and so different and just didn't have that same like emotion to it. I feel like maybe that's why I just was not connecting with it. Yeah. And like, some bands are good at like, you think of, like say Paramore, like they've kind of changed their sound. They've had more pop albums, and like now with the more recent one, it's skewing a little bit more like rock. But it still feels like Paramore throughout. Yeah. And in terms of Danger Days, it just felt like a complete departure in some ways. Yeah. Which, like, I don't know. It was like so long ago. It was like a decade ago when that came out. So I don't know. I still haven't been able to like get into it. Yeah. But it's okay. They gave us enough other songs to just love and enjoy. Truly. They really have. <laughs> and I do feel like Danger Days is where they did start to skew into the pop uh, portion of yeah. of it a little bit more in a way that they had it like, before. This is like movie music, you know? 100%. Like it's in the trailer. 100%. Like it's played in the trailer. Like stuff like, like that. Like, like, like yeah. some type of movie like that. It definitely belonged in one of those 2010s uh superhero like adult superhero movies not like yeah. a marvel one obviously like kick-ass or something of the sort no yeah i mean obviously the music videos uh, from the one that i can remember is still like very theatrical still like impressive but like the music just it just wasn't the same mm-hmm. and then they 
quit on each other, I guess. Yes, no, it, it definitely <laughs> not like I did. It was time for them to bow. I really liked No, 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 though. That one, the, the single is I mean, it's is catchy. Fun. It is like, really, yeah, it's fun. It's and like catchy. when I play it live, yeah. it's fun. Yeah. And that's why we can remember that one. Yeah. The rest of them, who could say what was on the album? I don't know. I used to have a this was right when I was transitioning from MySpace over to Facebook. So I was kind of using Facebook wrong, but <laughs> Facebook has this section where you can put a quote that you really like. And the quote that I put mm. was from na na na. And it was everybody wants to change the world, but no one wants to die. What the fuck did I think yeah. I was? I swore I was a revolutionary. <laughs> I swore oh whole life. God. I thought I was a revolutionary. Okay. Were you willing to die girl? No. So what are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> so what are you talking about but yeah i really like that one enough to put a quote mm. from it in my facebook i mean you felt it I you're did. like this is this is me in this moment it was in my chest and if it sounds like you felt <laughs> it when you saw them live you had a good time at the show back for another game you know it what's going on just one more week till max fun drive <laughs> hard to believe it's been a heck of a year since the last one we're now a worker-owned co-op. We raised $50,000 for charity last year. And we've added a bunch of awesome new shows. But do you think we're ready to do it again? Absolutely. Lovely new gifts are lined up. The episodes will be amazing. And wait till everyone hears the bonus content. Yeah, plus they know to go to MaximumFun.org newsletter, so they're getting all the news. Oh, like that meetup day is on Thursday, March 21st. Then what's bothering you? Me? Oh, nothing. We're all set for Max Fun Drive to start on Monday, March 18th. I just didn't want you to see this coming. Check. What? Hang on. Most of the plants humans eat are technically grass. Most of the asphalt we drive on is almost a liquid. The formula of WD-40 is San Diego's greatest secret. Zippers were invented by a Swedish immigrant love story. On the podcast Secretly Incredibly Fascinating, we explore this type of amazing stuff. Stuff about ordinary topics like cabbage and batteries and socks. Topics you'd never expect to be the title of the podcast. Secretly Incredibly Fascinating. Find us by searching for the word secretly in your podcast app. And at MaximumFun.org. Oh, I had so much fun. Like, and my husband, Vadim, like, he is also a big fan. Like, he grew up in Ukraine and still that was, like, one of his favorite bands. Didn't know what they were saying because he didn't speak English at the time. Like, he didn't learn English until he was, like, later in his teens. But, yeah, I was surprised that he, like, even knew who they were and, like, he loved them. But he was a big, like, guitar guy. So he's, like, learned a bunch of their songs. But we were both there just smiles on our faces, like, screaming the entire time. It was so much fun. And I was just amazed. I was like, is this a dream? Like, I never, I just never thought they would come back or I'd be able to see them again. So we had, we had a good time. The crowd was cool. Like people were really dressed up. Like I felt like I went back in time because of people dressing up like our age, like as seeing kids. And I was like, Ooh, I loved it. Did you dress up? I was like, everyone made a trip to, uh, no, I think I just wore like all black or something, but I didn't do anything. I do have, the uh black parade jacket though you do like that, that um the white one or is it, it's a black one with the white the, the band jacket yeah 
Mm-hmm. Oh, I bought it nice. when I was a teenager from probably from Hot Topic and I still have it because I'm like one day maybe like for Halloween or something Ooh. so I still have it actually don't know if I even fit it that is I might a really good Halloween but I have it yeah in case I ever want to break it out it, it's it, I'm like I'm not wearing this to the show it's a little one too hot and a little much fair. but I have it fair did you dress up I feel like I saw a photo of I you. did dress up I dressed I dressed. I wouldn't say that was like dressing up, but I definitely <laughs> yeah. dressed in a way that I don't normally dress. So, yes, I had on mm-hmm. uh, not this Mike and McRoman shirt. If you're watching this on YouTube, you can see the shirt that I have on now. And Janae <laughs> also has on a very similar shirt. I had on my acid wash version of this shirt. It's very similar, okay. but it doesn't have the Oh, little, yeah. It's a good one. Yeah, it doesn't have this little guy on it, and it's like a little acid wash. I wore that. And mm-hmm. for Halloween, I was... Gwen Stefani from the Hollaback Girl music video and in that music video she wears like these really big black baggy pants with pockets mm-hmm. all over them and I felt like that paired well mm-hmm. so I wore that oh cute and then I just you know did my makeup a little bit more emo than I normally would <laughs> I don't usually wear eyeliner put my little eyeliner yeah. on did black lipstick mm-hmm. had a great time oh love it yeah it was your show good it was really good also I was shocked at first of all Gerard Way being, I think I found out he was like 40 something, like 45. I, I just looked it up. He was, he's 46. 40 I'm like, that man's almost six. 50. That's I didn't so realize he was like that much. Me older. neither. I, I don't know. I had no idea. I thought he was like, I don't know why. I thought he was just in his 30s. I don't know why. I thought he'd be in his 30s I don't now. know why either. Yeah. Like, yeah, like late 30s. Early, for, early like 40. Early 40s, 40. <laughs> right. Like early, no, that man is pushing 50 and he was Mm -hmm. so high energy at the show i was like Mm -hmm. wow this is impressive i heard that he like really had to get in shape in order to be able to perform like that yeah Mm -hmm. i would imagine because i mean i've seen like photos of him like in between i'm like he looks a little tired yeah he does look a little tired (laughs) he looks a little tired looks looks a little tired which i'm busy which is fine you know like uh, yeah that's totally fine but yeah, he really was like really. I felt like we were back in the days. Like it didn't feel like a difference, really. None at all. His he vocals were very strong he's, too. Mm-hmm. I was shocked. He sounded great. Yeah, I was. I was like a little nervous. I was like, I don't know what it's gonna be like in any of it. So yeah, they did great. They blew me away. They blew me away. I had no idea that he actually had vocal abilities i hate to say that that sounds so bad but you know i didn't i just didn't expect it like i was like oh you know we'll go was that your first time mm-hmm. seeing them? that was my first time seeing them. oh my god mm-hmm. so amazing. i like didn't go to my first concert until college so i had like oh, wow. okay. missed everything pretty much so yeah i didn't have any real expectations i was like yeah i expect to see the band yeah. and i'm sure Gerard mm-hmm. will perform. I don't know how it's going to go. <laughs> it went fucking crazy well. First of all, he was running around the stage. He had mm-hmm. on a very cute outfit. He had on like a cheer outfit, like a plaid oh, skirt. Oh, you got the cheer outfit. Yeah. yeah, I was like looking at photos. And he was just like, I don't even remember exactly. It was just a re- like a regular outfit, like oh, nothing. Because I saw he cool was wearing outfit. like dresses. Yeah. We didn't get a cool outfit. We got a regular one. I was like, is it because we're in Texas? But- oh, <laughs> you know what? That I know he is. did. I think he did dress up for the Austin show, oh. which would make sense because that's basically the LA it's of liberal. Texas. Yeah. But 
Yeah, he didn't, which I would like to think he wouldn't care wherever he was. Yeah. Maybe that was just a choice. He didn't. He just didn't feel like it that day. Yeah. But yeah, we just got like a regular outfit. But the set was so cool with like the just like the town or whatever it was, like the city and destruction. Mm-hmm. And oh, that. yeah. It I forgot cool. about that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The foundations of decay. Speaking of. Oh, my. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I wanted to ask you about that. I want to ask you, too. I did not love it. Same. Okay, I probably listened to it like three times, really trying to same, make myself same. like it, and then never listened to it again until like the show. Yeah, when they performed it, um, it's it felt like them, but I don't think it satisfied me. It was too. I don't even know. Like it was too subdued. Yes. I don't even know. Uh huh. That's the Is word that- for me. Yes, it takes a really okay. long time for the song to get going. First of all, the song's really long. Yeah. When you're dropping yeah. your first single, I'm talking like I have some music experience. Like I'm a fucking A&R. Like I know something. But when you have, when you're dropping your first song in like a really long time, I kind of need you to give me like a best of moment. Like I need to remember yeah. why I fucked with you in the first place. I don't need to be inched in for the first minute where it's just like subdued and quiet. And then it kind of gets into it. Please. You know who else did that one time? Billie Eilish did that with. I can't remember what that song was. It was it was one of her more recent popular songs. Was it when she like was blonde all of a yes, sudden? Uh-huh. And that it was album? in her blonde era, yeah. I'm trying to think. I don't mm-hmm. remember which song it was, but like the first full minute or so of the song is very slow and quiet. And then it picks up toward mm-hmm. the middle. I literally never, almost didn't even get to the middle because... I was like, I don't want to hear this. Same thing happened with Foundation yeah. of Decay. I almost did not make it to the part where it picks up because I'm like, Same. I don't want to hear this. And it it hurts to say, like, you want it to be good. And then, like, you once it happened, I was like, oh, is there going to be another album? Like, they must be releasing it around the tour, right? right? Or right after the tour. Crickets. I don't think Crickets. we're getting anything. I don't think we're getting it either. I think they might be over it. I think it, they might be like, okay. <laughs> We, I'm sure that tour probably took a lot out of them, and then to yeah. go and release an album too, they're probably like, "Listen, you asking for a lot." Gerard is fifty; he don't have time. <laughs> he's got more shows and movies to make, and some more comics to write. Some more comics he's to doing write. His thing. Like he's busy. he's doing fine, you know, right? He's doing just okay. Yeah, but yeah, I really wanted to like Foundation of Decay, and I feel the same way. It very much did me feel too. like them. It just didn't mm-hmm. do it for me. No, I needed them to come out swinging, like with something just really powerful, and it was mid, right. I guess. <laughs> right, not not super powerful, but not like okay. I guess I'll go listen to Black Parade again. <laughs> right, right, sure. I'll go take my talents where they're welcome. Thank you. <laughs> Belting my heart out at Black they, Parade. They do. This is random, but they do have like my favorite emo version of a Christmas song, though. What they have a they have an emo Christmas song? You've never heard it. What is yes. it? They covered "All I Want for Christmas Is You." You're joking. No, you. Mu- it's my favorite between that and like Fall Out Boy has one too. That's like an original one, which I'm blank. Oh, it's like you'll shoot your eye out or whatever. Like oh. Fall Out Boy has one okay. too. There's all those like back in the day they used to do like emo Christmas albums and it was like a compilation of all these bands covering like classic Christmas songs or like doing original holiday songs. 
And yeah, I had no idea. My, my chem has one and it's so good. This is like so random from what we were talking about, but it just like popped in my mind. No, this is very helpful. But I, you ha- yeah, you need to listen to it. I'm like a Christmas girly for real. I love Christmas so much. Well, add that into the rotation. That's definitely it's so getting good. in rotation. I just added that just now. <laughs> so I won't forget when Christmas comes around because yeah, oh God, I definitely yes. need to hear that. Oh, I'm always looking for something fresh and new in my little Christmas rotation. So that's helpful. And Fall Out Boy has one. I didn't know that either. Very helpful. Thank you for letting me yes. know. It's the best. Yeah. Wow. I wish I could see what you looked like during your your uh, emo Ooh. phase, during your Mike Book Romance emo phase. Just imagine straight hair, side bangs, sometimes in little like like a little, you know, the pathetic little like ponytail yes. with like barely any hair. Yes. Oh God, I that, had that. Bad. I used to. I mean, band tees. I wore. Me and my friends like went through a phase where we were like wearing ties on Fridays oh, to school like that kind okay yeah <laughs> that must have been a thing because we were doing that Not on Fridays but yes I wore them regularly to school yeah and my it was little an uniform shirt time. what a time and I really thought I was like eating with my <laughs> tie with my little white button-up uniform shirt and my mm-hmm. little skirts I really thought I was eating with my fingerless gloves yeah. did you ever do the fingerless glove moment? oh yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. heavy I did. The mesh ones. I like only wore Converse. I would like draw them with Sharpie. Yep. Did you have like a scene name? Did you ever do that? No, I didn't have a scene name. You had a scene For, like, name? Yeah, because back in the day, it was like on like MySpace. I'm oh, like, back in the day. I sound so freaking old. <laughs> um, <laughs> like MySpace times, people would have like their scene name or they would like have like the X and the like yeah. the RAR or whatever. Yeah. Well, because my last name, I made a name's Ross. And I wanted to like do something with that. So I literally like my handles on probably like AIM or whatever it was on like Instagram or I guess Instagram wasn't, I don't even know. But like on AIM and stuff, it was Riot Ross after Paramore. Riot Ross. Riot Ross. I love with an it. Exclamation point. I love it. Yeah. And I used to write that on my shoes. Riot Shirky. Ross. Wow. I love that. What a time. <laughs> What a time. Yeah. I might need you to send me some photos from the era so I can drop it on the <laughs> drop it on the Instagram. What oh I'm my god. I'll try to find yeah, I'll like dig through my private uh Facebook album. Oh albums. yeah. Do you remember Photo Bucket? Yeah, I used to have that. Wow. I wonder god. what's on my photo bucket. Photo bucket and Tumblr. And which Tumblr. I know Tumblr is like still a thing now, yeah. but my whole life was on there. Yeah. <laughs> Didn't they get rid of Tumblr's like explicit content or something? Did they? I don't know. Yeah, something Maybe. like that. I'm not sure if that's that still held sense. up, but yeah, toward a few years ago, Tumblr cleared all mm-hmm. pornographic content or anything yeah. else. And people were pissed about it. So people <laughs> were like, we're not using this anymore. But I don't know. Mm. I don't know if Tumblr um, Hive is still around and so active like that. I feel like it is. I wonder if they're still like saying all their business on there like I did because I definitely shared way too much. Oh, no, not an overshare on the Tumblr. Between the reblogs and just... <laughs> yeah, no, I had to take that shit down. <laughs> definitely feel that. I think they got rid of the Tumblrs if you didn't keep yours active when they merged from... Great. Yeah. I think they got rid of it. So <laughs> light, light on fire. You should be safe. You should be safe. We shouldn't be able to find out too much about you. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. And then for my final question... Do you have any theories as to why so many of us, Black people in particular, 
had an emo phase that included My Chemical Romance so strongly? That is a good question. I feel, I mean, when they were really hot back in the day, day. (laughs) (laughs) like, I mean, there are themes that they write about very dark. Like, I think darker than I even realized at the time. I think I was really just vibing and trying to be, like, edgy and, like, I don't know, like in that scene. But when you really think about it, there's a lot of themes of just suicide, depression, grief. Like there's a lot of grief of, I don't know, like specifically like who maybe they lost like family members and stuff like that or friends they knew. But I don't know. I feel like we gravitated towards that because back then we didn't talk about our feelings to anybody. I mean, at least in my case, like I wasn't talking to my family really about my problems or like I don't know I feel like that was our way to feel connected in a way where we weren't alone like I know like personally I know some people who say like my chemical romance saved their life Mm -hmm. like their music got them through hard times even if it is like super dark and might take you to a dark place I feel like in some ways they still were able to pull people out of that yeah um so i don't know i for like black people specifically i feel like it might be that words we gravitate towards something where maybe we're not getting that support from home and no the discussions aren't really happening so we gravitate towards music that is talking about those themes Mm -hmm. even if maybe we can't relate entirely to like what the real story is but there's something there. Like, it's just an outlet for us. That definitely makes sense. I definitely get that. Do you have any theories? I don't know. I usually do have a theory for the topics that I talk about or the bands or something of the sort. But My Chemical Romance in particular is a bit of a conundrum to me. It it seems like something that's a little bit more removed from some of the other bands that, like, I'm like, yes, mm-hmm. I, I could point out why I think Black people like Paramore. I could point out yeah. why I think Black people like Panic at the Disco. I mm-hmm. could point out Fallout Boy. And then I get some Michael Romance, and I'm like, I don't really know. But I think what you said is really good. There's just, okay. um, at least in my perspective, I don't, I don't want to say this is happening for everybody, but in, from my perspective, I was definitely dealing with some heavy things things around being the only black person in very white spaces or one of very few Mm -hmm. black people in very white spaces and I think listening to music that was talking about grief or heavier themes of that time was helpful for me even though I wasn't Mm -hmm. quite aware that I was feeling so heavy about it until I got Mm -hmm. out of that space and I was like damn that was not fun and I think it was just kind of just like, oh, yeah, not fun, but angsty and like good. And and My Chemical Romance was definitely feeding yeah. that angst and making me feel mm-hmm. a little bit understood. Like, it's like, yes, I'm also angsty. Mm-hmm. I'm really fucking angsty. I don't know why, but I am. Yeah. Yeah. And it was doing that for me. But I am so surprised when just like so many Black people are like, yeah, yeah, no, Mike from Romance. I'm like, yes. Okay, yeah, so it is we're, surprising. We're all, the whole point of this podcast is we're not a monolith, <laughs> but are we? <laughs> I'm joking, we're not. Oh my God, yeah. But, yeah, because yeah. I feel like growing up, like I didn't 
know other black people that listen. I feel like once I was older and like in a different space and like, I guess, out of my own community, like I grew up in a very small town. It was very diverse, but they weren't like the only people I knew listening to emo music or my camera, like the white kids I yeah. hung out with yeah. that listened to that. Um, but then like getting older, I started meeting other people like you that had listened to it. And I was like blown away right. because when you go to their shows too, it's like pretty predominantly white still. It sure was. Yep. But we're out there. I, I like check a and couple. I'm like, yeah, I see like, you. Yeah, yeah a couple. couple. We're here. We're, t- we're taking up space. Mm-hmm. Like we can be here too. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. They weren't there. My chemical romance is just really good. I'm sad that they don't like to be called emo because they just feel so <laughs> decidedly emo. And being emo was really fun, big part of my childhood. I thoroughly enjoyed my it little was. emo time and still identify as I such know. often as you see with all my brand Same. Merch. I'm like, I don't know what I was so emotional about <laughs> or like you say angsty about back then. I'm like thinking about nothing like crazy really happened yeah. to me when I was a teen. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. I still like really gravitated towards it. I don't know. Yeah. Well, thank you guys. <laughs> I really appreciate my chemical romance for all that you have done for me. So do I. It has been a good time. And thank you so much, Janae, for coming on this episode. Thanks for having me. I loved chatting with you and just to see your face. And, you know, I'm proud of what you're doing here. It's fun. Oh, thank you. I'm so glad to see your face. I can't wait for you to come back just so that we can hang out. Just briefly, I'll see you next year. When yeah. you make it back next year, that'll be good. Yes. Can you tell oh, folks can where back. they can find you on the internet and talk about any projects you have coming up or anything else? Yeah. Um, my handle is the same across everything now. I just changed it. Nice. I got a new name. So it's at Janae Zhirov. It's J-E-N-A-Y-Z-H-Y-R-O-V. So that's on everything on Instagram, uh, TikTok, Twitter. I'm now on YouTube, so I'm doing the YouTube thing. Mm-hmm. So if you like just talks about freelance stuff or books, I'm a big reader. I talk about books on there, like travel stuff, lifestyle stuff. So I'm in I'm in that game now. Um, yeah, that's where you can find me. Janae is a big reader, y'all. Janae, while I have you, I'm just going <laughs> to ask you real quick. Is there any like one fiction book? That you would recommend that I read. I'm in like a drought right now. And so I'm trying to find like a fiction book. Have you read have you, or have you read Queenie? No. Yeah. I think you would love Queenie. Okay. The main character is black, but based in the UK. It's very chaotic. You might not like her at times, but it's a phenomenal book. Okay. It's so good. Queenie. I think you'd like it. Queenie. Y'all check it yeah, out. Yeah. The author, I think, just came out with another book called People Pleaser. I'm blanking on the author's name, but I haven't read that one yet. But I feel like you'd like Queenie. Okay, for sure. Y'all check that out. I'm trying to make it so we all have something to take away from my little question. Because, yes, I will definitely be reading (laughs) Queenie. I feel like I'm in like a... I haven't read a fiction book in a very long time. I gravitate toward nonfiction. But I want to Mm -hmm. escape lately. I'm like... "Mm." I've had enough. Fiction's the best way for that. I used to be like exclusively reading nonfiction and then I got burnt out. Like I'm, there's only so much learning and healing you can do in a period. So like you got to go to fiction from time to time. So I'm definitely in my, my fiction yeah. now. Go on Janae's Instagram and check out her highlights for, for books and stuff. Thanks. You can also, oh, that's another thing. I guess you can subscribe to my newsletter. Thank you for being here. I do more like in-depth um book reviews there and i also talk about the shows i'm watching the music i'm listening to and other stuff that is applicable to my life Mm -hmm. and 
how to be just more joyful because we need that. We do. Do you have any pieces that you've written that you are particularly proud of that you would like for people to read? Hmm. No pressure if you do not. But. I feel like, I mean, my one about moving to Dallas is probably one, just because that was such a big transition and I had a lot of feelings about it. There was another one I wrote about learning how to bike ride as an adult. Like I literally learned how to bike ride at age 29. Really? I think. Yeah, and it was all about just how you're never too old to try and learn new things, no matter if you're embarrassed about it. So <laughs> I learned at 29 and I wrote about it. I I posted on Instagram about it. I took everyone along the journey and that was, I feel like, impactful for people to be like, oh, yeah, there's all these things I want to do or things I used to do like as a kid mm-hmm. that I let go and now I want to do now. Mm-hmm. So that's another good one. And did you learn how to ride the bike like you I did. I have I ridden it since then? No. I like rode a lot in like one June of like a couple years ago. Mm-hmm. And then I haven't been on a bike since. That's so fair. I might have to relearn a little. But they say like it's like riding a bike. I think you should get have it. To, so. You get it. Yeah. I think if you spend like, you should, yeah, I would be very interested <laughs> to see if that holds up when you're 29 learning to ride a bike. If you get on it a couple yeah. years later, can you still ride it? Let me know. I will. Yeah. I've been thinking about because I, I went to Austin for my birthday and there's so many people on bikes or scooters. And I'm like, I should probably try to see if I can ride a bike again and maybe take advantage of this new skill I have yeah. late in life. Oh, yeah. You did just have a birthday pass, too. Happy belated. Thanks. Yes. Uh, I'm pretty sure I told you happy birthday, but yes. <laughs> also yeah, happy belated. I'm pretty sure. Well, thanks. Y'all know where you can find me at BPLP Pod across Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. I think those are the only social media platforms that matter. Yeah. You can email me at blackpeopleloveparamore at gmail.com with, you know, the normal stuff, recommendations, hate mail, feedback, anything else. And that's it. Thank you for listening, y'all. Bye.